Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Stand Up for the Truth. Uh, important topic today, a little bit of Bible prophecy, the spirit of the Antichrist, how that relates to what we're seeing happen not only in America but around the world. We'll get to that with our guest in a minute. Father, thank you for another day. Uh, we thank you so much for forgiving our sins, Lord, and uh, we thank you Uh, for softening our hearts when we need them softened. We pray that we would not get hard-hearted with all the evil and the deception and the moral decay that's going on. Help us not to be jaded, hard-hearted, or may our love never grow cold, because we know in the end many will, and their love will grow cold. Maybe even in the church, Lord, we uh, don't want to see that happen. So guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We give you our cares and our burdens just one day at a time. That's all we can do anyway. But we know that you are sovereign. You are in control. And whatever is happening in our lives, in our country, around the world, it crosses your desk for approval. Help us to recognize that and help us just to, to surrender to you new and afresh because you have a plan, and truth wins in the end. Jesus will return. Your purposes will prevail, and we thank you for that. We thank you that we can know you and approach you, a holy God. And we lift up this time to you this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's guest, we're blessed to have back with us, J.B. Hickson. He's a pastor of more than 30 years of ministry and a Uh, academic arenas. He's been a teacher. He has served on the uh, faculties and adjunct faculties of nine colleges and seminaries, and he's got various theological degrees, and uh, he's right now out in Colorado, Plum Creek Chapel. He's authored nine books, and he's contributed to theological journals. He also hosts a podcast and has a radio program that airs daily around the country in different radio stations called Not By Works. J.B. Hickson, welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth, brother. Hey, David, always a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, uh, so much going on, and there's three different directions we could go right off the bat, but I want to ask you, um, Colorado is a bluer state. Um, well, so is Wisconsin, uh, generally, and some governors are definitely uh, taking advantage of this crisis, and there's some power grabs going on, there's mandates, and there's restrictions that are now affecting our personal lives. They've affected a lot of churches around the country and how we gather to worship, how many people are allowed, what you can do in your own church, and now they're kind of moving this over into Thanksgiving. I just want to get your take from a biblical perspective because I just saw someone comment yesterday about Romans 13, and someone said, well, wait a minute, that doesn't apply to, to this, and when someone comes up with a, a mandate that it's not constitutional, and the response was, well, it doesn't say anything in Romans 13 about uh, a constitution. So what are your thoughts right off the bat of what Christians are going through with these mandates and restrictions, but also our conversations with other brothers and sisters in Christ about this? Yeah, it's a really uh, amazing time to be alive when you think about it. I mean, for those that are students of Scripture, it's it's really um, should be driving us to the Word of God to try to make sense of this of this chaos. And it's also um, kind of exciting because we're seeing the stage being set for the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Um, here in Colorado, uh, we have a pretty radical governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, by every potential measure, yep. and he had a press conference on uh, Tuesday uh, in which he announced that Friday, which would be tomorrow, he is uh, changing the state's uh, level to red, and here in Colorado, red, until this week, used to be the highest possible level, but in that same press conference, he also announced that they're adding a new level. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Atomic like they, red? 
They just are, are making it up, uh, you know, as they go along. So they now have a purple level, oh my goodness. which presumably the only reason he would announce a new level uh, is because he plans to use it. So most people uh, figure that, uh, of course, tomorrow he goes to red, which is basically complete and total shutdown. And then if it goes to purple, which is what we expect between Thanksgiving and Christmas, then he's literally saying you cannot have anyone over to your house other than the people that live there, no visitors, uh, you can't leave your house, all businesses are shut down, uh, churches are shut down, um, I mean, completely. Uh, so right now we're just trying to, you know, at least as a church, trying to, um, you know, do follow the Word of God. Um, you know, Romans 13 is completely misunderstood by most people. Hmm. Um, you know, a lot of Christians in America, and by the way, this is only an American phenomena, yeah. assume that Romans 13 means we must obey the government at all cost unless they are forcing us to sin. You know, it's kind of the uh, the idea that unless they mandate something that violates morality, you have to obey them. But that is not at all what Romans 13 uh, says. Romans 13 isn't speaking about the actual laws or mandates. It's speaking about the government, and it's basically indicting any government that does not serve uh, at God, under God's you know, will and God's premise and God's divine design. And uh, I think it's pretty easy to see that America now falls into that category. Mm. That's We're true. We're not following yeah. God's, God's will. You know, we have a lot of uh, pagan leaders and mm-hmm. uh, deceptive leaders, and that's what we've been getting into in my series, Spirit of the Antichrist. Um, you know, nobody over in North Korea uh, or China claims Romans 13 means they must bow down and worship the government. But only here in America do we think that's what Paul was saying, and, and it's just simply not the case. Isn't that interesting? So what I gather from you and a lot of other guests we have on, other pastors, saying this application is not unlimited submission no matter what. Absolutely, right. I mean, we have to think for ourselves. They don't want you to think for yourselves. Forbes magazine recently came out with a big article saying that whatever you do, don't do your own research, just trust us. You're not smart enough to, uh, to, to study the science and figure this out. Just whatever you do, stop doing your own research, it'll kill you. Mm. And, they're, and you know, they're trying to condition people not to think critically. And um, you know, I know last time I was on, we talked about this mask mandate, but mm-hmm. uh, more and more I'm convinced that not only is it a, a control of virus scamdemic, as I've called it, but it's also literally killing people. Uh, I mean, um, the, the, the whole ma- – God did not design our bodies to, to cover up our nose and mouth. That's yeah. our, sort of our exhaust system. And it would be like putting a hose on your tailpipe of your car and sticking it through the window uh, as you're driving. And so, you know, a lot of people are getting hypercapnia now, which is, you know, a very dangerous disease that involves the increase of CO2 in the blood because they're wearing masks all day, and the body has no way to process that CO2. It's just going right back in. So people are fainting. They're having heart disease. It's bad for cancer. Uh, you know, cancer needs uh, fresh air uh, to help com- combat it. And uh, if it doesn't have that, it's just going to thrive. And so there are – I mean, I can give you, and I've, I've have been doing this now for several weeks, I have two different – documents, one of them's 14 pages, one of them's eight pages, that combined show over 50 peer-reviewed scientific studies over the last several years that show wearing masks is dangerous and you shouldn't do it. Uh, and, and I'll sit next to anyone all day long that wants to give me the recent studies that have just suddenly hit the market in right. the last you know, six months, yep. and you show me a study, I'll show you a study, and I guarantee you, you'll run out of studies hours before I do, because Can- it's common knowledge in the virology uh, community that masks are bad, you should not wear them. But yet you've got a lot of people defending the wearing of masks, even to the point of saying if you don't wear one, you're not loving your neighbor. So where do you get, first of all, I love your take on on, on that argument, but also where are these sources? Can you direct us to uh, some of these studies? Yeah, I would say just email me at uh, notbyworks. It's just jb at notbyworks.org or go to our website and, and you can contact us from there and I'll send it out in PDF form. Um, but yeah, that argument about, you know, if, if you don't, you know, you should obey the government because it's a way of loving your neighbor. That's just simply not the case. I mean, um, the most loving thing you can do is stand up for the truth, Amen. you know, um, and, you know, speak truth in love. 
Uh, obviously, I understand most people that are just kind of the, you know, the sheeple just going along like lemmings running off of a cliff are, are not aware of the studies, and they assume that yes. the government always has our best interest at stake. Oh, boy. So I don't fault them for that. Uh, and I don't also, I don't confront people about it. Um, but if, if the subject comes up, or if I feel like the Lord's opened a door of opportunity to talk about the truth, I just remind people of how wonderful our God made our bodies and how dangerous, uh, even based on secular science, these masks are, and uh, try to encourage them for their own well-being not to do it. Um, you, you know, loving your neighbor doesn't mean doing something that would damage your body physically. A big amen to that. Thank you for putting it that way so clearly, JB. Um, you referenced in an email exchange we had leading up to today's podcast, uh, actually, 2 Timothy 3, uh, amazing chapter we're seeing played out, basically. It's, it's, it's been prophesied that this is the kind of time we're going to have. Difficult times will come in the last days. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant. It's all down the list of all these things that the heart of man, the wickedness that we are going to see, that we are seeing. And in verse 13, this is what you sent me, and I'd love for you to just tell us how this relates to the spirit of the Antichrist. But evil people and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. I know we're seeing a lot of deception today. Yeah, absolutely. That's a key verse that has been kind of the underlying premise for several of my works. So my book, The Great Last Day's Deception, several years ago was based upon that verse. But uh, yeah, it, this deception is growing worse and worse, and evil is growing worse and worse. Now, we know that theologically, not just from that one verse, but clearly depravity is a degenerative disease. It does not self-improve. It gets worse over time. And that's the reason that you go back to 6,000 years ago to creation, mankind was stronger, taller, bigger, lived longer, healthier, but after 6,000 years of the curse of sin, we've got all sorts of evidence of the corruption of sin, uh, not only in our bodies and in mankind, but throughout the world in creation. That's the reason we have thorns on rose bushes and poison ivy and hurricanes. And so uh, we know that until the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, comes back and takes the throne, things are going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Now, let me quickly add, that doesn't mean I'm not this pessimist, this woe is me type person. We believe the Spirit of God is alive and well. And he is doing amazing things in pockets of revival at any given time throughout the world. Yes. People are still getting saved. The gospel is powerful. We should continue to preach the gospel. But we do need to have a basic awareness that the, the world is the devil's playground. The Bible says the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. Uh, he is the god of this age, the prince of the power of the air, uh, the prince of demons. And when he got kicked out of heaven, he, he, he set his aim on the world. And he wants to make this his own. He wants to defeat God, the creator of the universe, uh, and, and make himself God. And that's what the biblical narrative is leading up to. And mm-hmm. Spirit of the Antichrist, that series, which I highly recommend uh, people uh, check out. You can get it on any of your favorite podcast uh, platforms, you know, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartTunes, uh, uh, all, all of that, uh, any podcast provider. But it's also available on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash notbyworks. So you can either watch the video, which has incredible visuals and charts and, and uh, you know, uh, slides, or listen to the audio. But the whole premise of that series is taking 2 Timothy 3.13, which you just quoted, and putting that alongside uh, 1 John, which says, The spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, and Antichrist there is capitalized because it's speaking of that future world leader that will be indwelt by Satan and ruled the world as a tyrant and demand that everyone worship him. The spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming, is now already in the world, First hmm. John 4, 3. Uh, so if the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world, it, you know, the Bible wouldn't tell us that if we weren't supposed to watch out for it and be aware of it. Exactly. So what I've done is I've I've gone back and I've looked at all the biblical passages that teach us about the Antichrist, you know, Daniel 7, Daniel 9, uh, Daniel 11, Romans, or I mean, uh, Revelation 13, all throughout Revelation, frankly, um, come up with a list of characteristics of that future world leader. And then I narrowed that list to seven. And I said, if these are the characteristics of the Antichrist, and the Bible says we're seeing the spirit of the Antichrist already at work among us, 
do we see a rise, an uptick in these characteristics all around us today? And the answer is an overwhelming yes. Mm. And so I deal with things like the spirit of pretense or deception, the spirit of phenomena, pride, power, persecution, and the one we just uploaded yesterday, which is a very, very powerful presentation is the spirit of perversion. Hmm. Uh, it's an hour and 15 minutes, and I, you know, it's not for the weak of heart, uh, but I spend the first 45 minutes looking at the scriptures and, and how uh, this is going to be a prevalent uh, characteristic of our day and ultimately reach new heights during the tribulation. And then I, and then I give examples, frankly, of how um, perversion has become mainstream. Um, and then the final one in the series, which will be next week, is pluralism, uh, the one world religion. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the part of this uh, whole control of virus scandemic falls under the category of deception. Uh, we know that, the, that Satan is trying to take over the world, and in fact, he will succeed for a seven-year period prior to the return of Christ. And so they need this one-world system, and the only way to get that is to convince people that there is this horrific invisible enemy, uh, you can't see it, you can't touch it, mm. uh, and yet, yet trust us, it's there, even though 99.8% of people survive it and 95% of people never need hospitalization. Yes. But trust us, it's there, and because of that, you need to, to, to just shut down, do what we say, and, and then a lot more is going to be rolled out next year, as I'm sure you know. Wow, yes, absolutely. And I don't want to get off track here, but I'm looking at your book cover uh, the Great Last Day's Deception, uh, Exposing Satan's New World Order Agenda. I love that uh, these puppets, uh, you got the Kremlin, you got yeah. Russia, you got the White House, you know, government, governments and world leaders. This There's a globalist push right now, and it's clear most of us are now waking up to the fact that world leaders and governments and those who want uh, do not want God in society, that want America to fall, we're seeing this happen, and they're using... A virus They're using the coronavirus. It's evil. I, it's brilliant from their perspective. It's wow. That's amazing that they're and they're able to get away with so much. That's what's disheartening for many Christians. JB, um, we've only got three minutes left before we have to take our first break. Would you just speak before we get into some other issues on your series, The Spirit of the Antichrist? Just talk to the heart of the listener right now. He might be overwhelmed at all that's going on, knowing what's happening. The evil is being called good, and it is being promoted, and they're using this shame on them, but they are using this virus. People are very vulnerable. There's a fear being promoted, and we've got to submit. Could you talk to the person who understands what's going on, but just just wants to, j just, uh, I don't know, not lose heart? Yeah, absolutely, and, and hopefully we'll have more time to dive into this uh, after the break. Sure. But uh, I got two calls this week from listeners, one in uh, San, San Luis Obispo, California, and one in upstate New York, both of whom I'd never talked to before, both of whom said, like, listen, I, I, you know, this is, a, this is amazing stuff. I see it in Scripture, but what do we do about it? I mean, this is really frightening. Well, first of all, we're not supposed to be scared, but we are supposed to be prepared. Amen. Proverbs 22.3 makes that point, that we should, if we see trouble coming, we should prepare for it. So but we are not scared because we know who wins in the end, in the end. And greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So, but at the same time, there are practical things we can do to be aware. And, you know, so knowledge is power. We need to continue to seek the truth, uh, continue to smile and, and look up and trust, trust the Lord. I mean, the whole book of Hebrews is written to a, a group of Christians in the first century that were facing similar persecution. And I, I say similar because I think it's going to get worse here in America uh, under Nero. And, mm -hmm. and they were told to keep trusting God. Don't cast away your confidence. Keep looking to him. And so I think we need to constantly remind ourselves who's in charge, and yet at the same time uh, take a look at the reality and take practical precautions about w what's coming down the pike. Amen. Thank you. I think you did a great job of condensing that encouragement for those who need to remember. We, we have to prepare but not be afraid of it. We, are, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Today's guest, J.B. Hickson, uh, we're definitely going to point you to his series, the Spirit of the Antichrist, but we are going to talk more about how the virus is being used, how globalism is continuing to advance, and we'll get into the election a little bit, what's happening there. How does this all relate to the end times and the Spirit of the Antichrist? More with J.B. Hickson, when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth.
Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Today's guest, J.B. Hickson, and we're going to put a link to his book in today's podcast notes at StandUpForTheTruth.com. It's called The Great Last Day's Deception, which, uh, man, I want to get it. Uh, just based on what we're talking about today. But we are talking about the spirit of the Antichrist. Before we continue with JB, uh, you mentioned people can email you and get information on the studies that you've read through the years and the data on masks and how they are not helpful and even unhealthy. And your email is jb at notbyworks.org. Anything else you want to share about that before we move on? Yeah, that uh, I would love to to pass that along, and I encourage people to you know to read it and and pass it along themselves. So just email me, and I'll send you those mask studies. But also, last time I was on, David, I mentioned that this control of virus scandemic has been planned for over ten years. Hmm. In fact, if you go back to the dark winter study, it's been over twenty years. But what a particular relevance is a document I mentioned that came out in May of twenty ten. And uh, I mentioned on the show last time that it was the CFR that produced it. Actually, I misspoke. It was the Rockefeller Foundation. But in my mind, since Rockefeller was extremely influential in starting the CFR after World War One yep. and really giving it traction in the 30s, I kind of often conflate the two. But anyway, this uh, study by the Rockefeller Foundation uh, actually talked about ways in which they could help usher in the one world system. It's 48 pages. It gives four scenarios that would help them do this. The number one scenario, which begins on page 18, talks about none other than a pandemic exactly like what we have today. It talks about masks and shutting down churches and shutting down stores and uh, taking, you know, uh, contract t- contact tracing and all of that stuff. So uh, this has been in the works for a long time. Of course, a lot of people know about uh, Event 201 that occurred in October of 2019, again, yes. before coronavirus hit. So what we see playing out is a script. It doesn't mean people aren't really getting sick. People get sick every day and people die every day. That's Mm -hmm. part of human nature, and we don't want to minimize that at all. It's tragic. But to give it a name and then claim that because of this COVID, we've got to take away all your rights and shut down and usher in, you know, health rules that are global in scope and universal in scope is just simply uh, not the case. And so, yeah, I'd love to pass that info along to anyone who reaches out. Okay. Again, the, J- the email jb at notbyworks.org. I do want to, now that you brought this up, I do want to go back to that meeting last year where there were some amazing and eye-opening quotes that came out of that World Economic Forum. Uh, there were all kinds of, like, there's a guy named Klaus Schwab who said the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world to create a healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous future. What is he talking about? Where does America fall into that, J.B.? Yeah, well, first of all, Klaus Schwab, what people need to understand is the World Economic Forum has been talking about this reset long before COVID hit the, the, the mainstream consciousness. Yes. What they did is they just once once they rolled out COVID, and by they I mean the Luciferians, uh, then they then the World Economic Forum went back and literally changed their websites. I've seen archived copies of the old website and the new one, and just inserted the word COVID on a lot of these documents and pages with their plan. But the Great Reset is a plan essentially to control the world through the monetary system. They want to bring in digital wallets for every citizen. They want to have a one-world currency that's digital in scope. They're going to get rid of all of the, the base money. And by the way, uh, currently there's $4.5 trillion in base money, meaning physical money that you can touch. But we have $225 trillion in debt uh, worldwide in terms of personal debt. So, um, so this is a plan that they're planning to roll out, yeah. and they are using – they're not reacting to – uh, the, the pandemic. They're using the pandemic. Uh, remember, Rahm Emanuel famously said, we never let a good crisis go to waste, yes. but sometimes they manufacture the crisis. It's called the Hegelian dialectic, order out of chaos, problem, reaction, solution. So they have a goal in mind, which is a one-world system, a one-world government, completely destroying national sovereignty. And in order to help that roll out, they've got to create a crisis so that everyone will say, please help save me. We can't do this alone. We've got to come together under one leader. And so that's what's happening right, you know, right before our eyes. 
Now, okay. let me mention briefly that sure. what you mentioned about the book, The Great Last Day's Deception. That book, uh, again, the, the subtitle is, is Exposing Satan's New World Order Agenda. I always like to remind people, uh, look, I am not, uh, I don't believe in conspiracy theories except the ones that are true. And you better <laughs> believe that the Luciferian conspiracy is true. And I spend the first two or three sessions of our, of our Spirit of the Antichrist series making the case biblically that there is absolutely a conspiracy involving Satan, his demons, and human agents to work together to try to take over the world. And, uh, and that has been going on since Satan got kicked out of heaven. It ratcheted into high gear after the crucifixion and resurrection, and we see traces of it uh, really you know, throughout church history, but we especially see it in the last hundred years or so, uh, and then it really ratcheted up after World War II with the United Nations, and, uh, and a lot of people think we're in sort of a de facto one-world system now. They're just waiting to sort of announce, okay, now it's official. You know, lay down your arms, you know, worship us, and here we come. So we know if you believe the Bible, which I know you do and your listeners do, uh, we know this is going to come. Mm-hmm. So it should should happen. It should come as no surprise that it's actually been going on behind the scenes. Yes, I think what's surprising, if I can use that word, JB, is a lot of people maybe have not been paying attention. They haven't been studying Bible prophecy. Maybe a lot of ch- churches I know don't touch Bible prophecy, which is between a third and a fourth of the Bible. I don't get it. Most of us, uh, it's a head scratcher. But that's why some people are not, I guess, surprised by this. They, it, it makes sense. Yeah, of course, it. Of, we can see that uh, evil is being promoted here. We know these movements are going on, and it's not that all that surprising when you know the heart of man. But the fact is, you you said something earlier. We were not prepared. Uh, I think that as a church, especially as a church in America. Now, you brought up Rahm Emanuel and his famous quote about the crisis. I, I guess we have to go back to Chicago briefly before we can move on and talk about the spirit of the Antichrist. <laughs> Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot just recently made a comment canceling Thanksgiving. What's interesting about this is this is something that President Trump was warning about during when he was campaigning, that they're going to do this, they're going to use the COVID-19 to cancel Thanksgiving and holidays. Everyone thought, oh, my goodness, how sensational. He's exaggerating. What They're thinking that he's blown it out of proportion. But now you're seeing some of these Thanksgiving mandates and restrictions. Now people go, oh, I guess the president was right about that. Uh, so Thanksgiving yeah. in Chicago and other places, um, Emperor Newsom in California, uh, Cuomo in New York, others around the country. And, and, Go ahead. And Polis here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's Dave. okay. I was yeah, and, and, and Polis here in, in California. Again, currently we're at red, which means you can have no more than 10 people in your home. And, and by the way, my wife sent me a hilarious meme that, that, that said something like, I'm paraphrasing, but it said two sentences. The first sentence was, the government should not be allowed to tell you who you can invite, who you can invite over for dinner. You think? And then the second sentence was, the second sentence was that sentence should not be controversial, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. I mean, I mean, imagine that we're even saying these things, yep. and yet here we are. Um, but yeah, in in Colorado, currently no more than ten. And get this: if he ups it to purple, the law set or the the executive order says you cannot have anyone over to your house. Period. Unless you live there, you're not allowed to have visitors at your house, and you're locked down. You can't leave. So. I mean, this is this is you know really something that Christians should wake up to. And again, as far as Trump, uh, certainly he's he's certainly uh, capable of exaggerating. There's no question about that. <laughs> yes, but in this right. case, he was dead on. Uh, yeah, you know, he was dead on. He was right. Okay, let's move on, JB. Try to get away from the uh, what you I love it the the way you call the controller virus scandemic scamdemic, um, and. There's so much more we could say, but let's. You said there's a, also a direct correlation or connection between the spirit of the Antichrist and the election that we are still going through that just was held a couple of weeks ago and, and the fraud and everything that's happening there. How does that have anything to do with the spirit of the Antichrist? Well, that's a great question. And again, uh, I hate to keep you know referring to the series, but uh, <laughs> we do talk about this whole idea of elections 
uh, in the series, um, and it is, let me see if I can find where it is. Yes, on session 14 or part 14, episode 14 in that series. But a lot of people may not like what I'm about to say, and I would encourage you not to just take my word for it, but to, to check it out. And, and that particular episode gives you a lot of resources to look into. But first of all, there is no question that the election this year uh, involved massive electronic voter fraud, not just the paper ballots. That was a issue that was also very significant and different, but it's what the real crux of the matter is the digital voting tabulation machines and the, and the software and the algorithms and the fact that all of that is outsourced to uh, country, other co- businesses and other countries, uh, globalist com- uh, companies. And so, but here's the kicker. Um, this has been going on since the dawn of digital vote tabulation, and I've been talking about it for over 15 years, um, and I get into it in Chapter 8 of, Spirit, of my uh, book, Great Last Day's Deception. So uh, the sad thing is, even though uh, you know, I'm saying it, most people, when, when their guy wins, they're like, oh, no, no there's, no, there's no fraud, it's all legit. But suddenly their guy loses, and now everyone's up in arms. Yep. So uh, it is definitely a problem. And, I'm, and by the way, I'm not at all convinced that this election is over. Uh, I think uh, in the next two or three weeks are going to be critical. If something's going to happen, it'll happen within that time frame, because after that, it's, it's hard to unring the bell. But if something happens, um, I could easily see a scenario, and I'm not predicting this, but I would not at all be surprised if it happened, where through the court systems or through some other means, uh, the, the, the stated outcome, at least as it is right now by the mainstream media, is overturned and Trump remains in. And if that happens, that's going to lead to massive civil unrest, and, which is what they want. Their goal, and this is stated in all their documents, is order out of chaos. They've got to destroy before they can rebuild in the one world system. And this could be a way uh, to do that. So, you know, I sympathize with, with Trump supporters because the, the election was stolen, but it's, it comes down every four years to whose hackers are better than whose. Uh, yeah. It's not an election, it's a selection. Uh, and, and the Luciferians have long since pulled the strings in that regard. Oh, boy. You're going to have to unpack that a little bit. I, it's very provocative, and I agree with you. The Luciferians have long been effective at that, and you mentioned order out of chaos. Can you just go a little bit further on that point? Because some people go, what do you mean the Luciferians? Yeah, so the the Luciferian conspiracy is what I talk about in this series, Spirit of the Antichrist. I spend the first two or three sessions on it. It is the long-standing conspiracy that began the moment Satan and one-third of the angels left heaven, got kicked out of heaven because of Satan's pride and his attempt to overcome God and overthrow God, and they then began conspiring with human beings to take over the world. So a conspiracy, the definition of it is simply two or more entities working together for nefarious means, and the greatest conspiracy of all time is the one led by Satan, involving Satan, demons, and human agents. So there are, whether people like to think about it or not, or whether they can stomach it or not, there are human beings who worship Satan, who, who worship Satan the, way, the same way we worship God. Hmm. And they are taking their marching orders from him. Yep. They are you know, sacrificing uh, children, and they are doing other satanic rituals and satanic ritual abuse, and they are doing things to gain power. And they've been trying uh, for all these years to take over the world. Now, because Satan's not omniscient or omnipotent, or, you know, all-powerful, or, you know, all-knowing, or everywhere present at all times. You know, he's not God. Because of that, uh, he's not able to just simply snap his finger and get it done. There are many, it's not monolithic. There are many competing agendas. There's chaos. There's, he's tried again and again. He's tried with various world empires. He's tried, you know, go all the way back to, you know, Syria, and, you know, Egypt before that, and Babylon, and the Medes, and Persians, and Greece, and Rome, and, and, and he's tried in modern times with the League of Nations and the United Nations and so forth. But he's definitely trying. And for those who, who take the time to look behind the curtain, again, through a biblical lens, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that talk and teach about this conspiracy that aren't coming at it from a conservative biblical worldview. Right. But if you do, which I try to do, you understand that that Luciferian conspiracy comports perfectly with the biblical narrative of what's happening. Um, you've got so many resources that are available that kind of seem to all tie in 
together and really probably help the average person understand, the average Christian understand better from a biblical perspective what's going on this year. There's a blog you have called Never Underestimate the Enemy, and uh, we are seeing that. I think a lot of us, uh, without even reading that, I'm going, wow, do we now understand the demonic influences that are at work in our society, right? Right, absolutely. You know, for years I would say things like, you know, if you had said such and such 10 years ago, you'd never believe it. But now I find myself saying things like, if I had told you such and such one year ago, you'd never believe it. Like, for example, if I just said a year ago, one year from today, the government's going to tell you who you can have over for Thanksgiving dinner. You'd have looked at me like I was nuts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it is it is unraveling at warp speed. I mean, it really is, and we need to be prepared. I mean, I don't know. I'm not predicting when the Lord's going to come back. We don't know when the rapture is going to happen. It's an imminent, signless event. But I tell you, with, with the satanic attack on everything, on gender, on mm-hmm. life, on language, on family, on marriage, you name it, it just seems like there are very few frontiers left for Satan uh, to, t- to target, and I just have to believe the time is short. Boy, have you ever thought about putting a book together on your series, uh, Spirit of the Antichrist? Well, well I probably will. You know, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's been, you know, the, the genesis of this, and I know we're about to hit a break here, but the genesis of it was, you know, I was supposed to speak at a prophecy conference in Tulsa, the Mid-America Prophecy Conference, which I speak at each year. It's at the Marriott in Tulsa last March. It always happens in March but or April. But it got canceled because of COVID, and so I, that was going to be a one, you know, ninety-minute presentation. And during COVID, I decided to just, since I didn't get to present that, to just expand it, go into more detail, take wow. each of my points, and and create multiple presentations. And so that's what I've been studying and presenting. Uh, we're almost at the end of the series, but uh, boy, the one that I just posted on the uh, perversion and the gender surrender movement. Uh, yesterday I posted yep. it an hour and 15 minutes. It is, it was difficult, honestly, to mm. both prepare for and present it's well, some pretty heavy stuff. It's, it's, that is almost unbelievable that human beings would say people are identifying as whatever gender they decide based on feelings and emotion, not on fact and science and certainly not biblical truth. Gender surrender movement. If if you asked uh, people asked a year or two ago, can you believe where we would be this year with that movement? People go, no way. You've, you're off your rocker. That would never happen. But anyway, we've got to take a break. We're with J. B. Hickson, pastor of Plum Creek Chapel in Colorado. He's got some books available that we are definitely going to link up in the podcast notes at standardforthetruth.com. Talking about the spirit of the Antichrist. A whole lot more coming up with J. B. When we come back on Stand Up For The Truth, keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our guest today, J.B. Hickson, the website notbyworks.org. All right, J.B., I I didn't think we were going to go there, but you mentioned it. It is provocative, but it's something that is disturbing enough that Christian parents have to be aware of what's happening in the um, government-run school systems and the perversion. You have a little series, or one part of the series, Spirit of Perversion, the gender surrender movement. Did you ever think that we would be here talking about this today? No, I mean, it's it's just, it's like we're in the twilight zone or something. I mean, the kinds of things that are, that are, you know, we're having discussions about uh, are are just crazy. But yeah, the you know Satan. If you go back to Genesis one twenty six and twenty seven, I always like to tie this into Scripture because it is a biblically based series. You know, the Bible says, "Let us make man in our image, male and female." He created them. So the male female distinction is part of the image of God in man. It is the essence of the highest pinnacle of creation, mankind, and we are supposed to be representing God's glory. Um, and so when Satan is attacking gender, he's cutting right to the heart of the glory of God. And, uh, and you know, so this is what makes it so diabolical. But, yeah, in the series that I just posted last night, again, it's on the spirit of perversion and the gender surrender movement. I give quite a bit of data in the second half of that presentation that should really scare people to death. For example, in North Carolina, uh, school teachers were told in one particular district, don't call students boys and girls. 
you, you have to use things like purple penguins and so forth because we want to be inclusive to a transgender. And then in, in other school districts all across the country, they put out a diagram called the genderbred person, yep. uh, a play on gingerbread person. Maybe you've seen this, yes. which is really cute and very appealing to young children that talks about gender identity and gender expression and who are you sexually attracted to. I mean, it's just sickening. And, uh, and then, you know, during the break, you and I were talking about uh, how Fox News sometimes is complicit in advancing some of these, uh, uh, you know, Luciferian agendas, whether they realize they're just a pawn in the game or not. And again, Fox News is way better than most of the other ones, but we need to, to call a spade a spade. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but at the Republican National Convention, uh, on uh, in prime time, one of the speakers, this is in 2016, on July 21st, was Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal, an, an openly gay billionaire. Mm. And he was summoned to the Bilderberg Group meeting in the summer of 2016, just before that meeting, presumably at that secretive Bilderberg meeting, which I've got a whole session on Bilderberg and Bohemian Grove and the Council on Foreign Relations and those types of things. Uh, presumably, they sort of basically gave him a script to play, and they wanted to advance the transgender role among conservative Republicans. And so who, get, who gets primetime coverage? And all of the networks, of course, covered it. Yeah. I mean, parents who wanted their children to watch the convention to, to learn about our political process were stuck watching this guy who stands up in primetime at the convention and says, quote, every American has a unique identity. I am proud to be gay, I am proud to be Republican, but most of all, I'm proud to be an American. Hmm. And how did Fox News cover it? Well, Fox News basically said, um, well, Peter Thiel's speech was an important moment for the GOP. And then a few weeks later, they're still touting uh, tech billionaire Peter Thiel with a headline uh, that said, tech billionaire Peter Thiel warns against socialism and plans to endorse Trump. So... Here you go. Apparently, for Fox News and its fans, socialism is a bigger threat than sexual perversion. So, I mean, I think we need to, to, to be honest about this conspiracy and recognize that there are many fronts to it. Yes. And I just happen to believe that, that this whole gender surrender movement is the most demonic, uh, evil thing. It's, it, it's just, it, it cuts to the heart of procreation and, and everything. And it's just sickening. And our kids are being caught up in it. Yeah, exactly. And the, the problem is you have to remove God as creator um, if you're going to buy into this, because if, if there's no creator, then, of course, gender can be whatever you want it to be. But I want to go back to something you said about Fox News. I've been beating this drum for a decade. I know they have some Christians on there. I know they've got a lot of conservatives on there, whether they're Republican, Democrat, whatever. There's liberals, I know, but primarily in the primetime lineup, they are Christian, Catholic, conservative, uh, Republican. However, they rarely touch on these issues. I agree with you. These, the gender issues, the LGBT uh, movement, that is just as important to talk about as socialism and Marxism and the attacks on our religious freedom. So I just wanted to say kudos for you to bring uh, to you for bringing that up because um, I'm not saying people need to boycott Fox News, but I'm saying we think they are Christian or conservative because they throw us a bone every now and then and they, they cover both sides of an issue more than almost any other network. So we think they're conservative just because they're trying to be fair and balanced, which for the most part I think they are. Yeah, so I would I would uh, say I, I you know wouldn't be afraid to encourage people to to turn off Fox News and CNN <laughs> and all mainstream media um, because they need to understand that all the media networks are part of the same conglomerate and mm. it's just two sides of a one way street trying to to control the narrative and control the agenda. So and that's a good segue into just sort of summarizing some of the topics that we get into in this extended series, Spirit of the Antichrist, one of which is fake news, censorship, and the decline of Christianity. Uh, people need to understand what's going on at the mainstream media element. I also talk about the false left-right paradigm, uh, which is really what we're talking about when we talk about Fox News versus CNN. Uh, I talk about geoengineering. A lot of people don't know that term, but you know, solar radiation management, chemical ice nucleation, those types of things that the government has been doing for decades, and it's all right there, right in the open. How does that play into this? False flags, eugenics, big pharma, vaccines, 
Uh, get this, we even have a session on UFOs and UAPs and the United States government. Hmm. I mean, what are UFOs and what role are they playing in this great deception? Um, I talk about the rise of paranormal activity. Talk about the narcissism epidemic and the spirit of pride. Talk about global surveillance and the police state. Uh, talk about the rise of persecution. You, you want to watch a just a you know really uh, attention-getting presentation, watch part 16 on the rise of persecution, where I show video clips of Christians in Moscow, Idaho, singing praises to our God outdoors at an outdoor park, and police show up and arrest people for standing too close to one another. Oh my goodness. Literally, they show them getting handcuffed. and So, I mean, this is some pretty, uh, uh, pretty serious uh, stuff, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. What I'm going to do, I think the easiest thing for me on my end here, other than we're talking about it, of course, is just direct people to your YouTube channel, Not By Works. And you can subscribe to JB's videos at Not By Works on YouTube. Before we let you go, uh, we've got about five minutes left. I do want to talk about vaccines and the it's just people are being so irresponsible and complicit with the left saying, well, because Trump came up with it or because he's doing Operation Warp Speed, I'm not going to take the vaccine. That's so irresponsible. But just your thoughts under the umbrella of the spirit of the Antichrist. Vaccines are going to be used. And I would love for you to just share your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, vaccines in general, never mind the uh, the COVID, the alleged COVID vaccine, are very dangerous. Uh, I get into this in session eight or episode eight of Spirit of the Antichrist. Uh, most people don't know that vaccines have aborted baby fetal tissue in it that is right on the label. You can look it up. It's not a fact in dispute. I've got, I show in that wow. session, I showed uh, depositions uh, under oath of leading uh, vac vaccine experts that work for the big pharma companies saying it. I've asked my doctor about it. He said, absolutely, they're in there. There's no question. It's, you know, uh, the MR, MRC5 human diploid cells and the WI38 human diploid cells. So from a moral perspective, that should cause a huge red flag yes. for believers. Um, but beyond that, they just, they cause harm. They're dangerous. And, you know, the one that, that is being put forward with Operation Warp Speed, which, by the way, that right there should be the smoking gun that lets people know Trump is controlled. Uh, again, I know that's not going to sit well with many of your listeners, and so uh, forgive me if that offends. Don't take my word for it. Look into it yourself. But if he was truly an outsider, he wouldn't have 67 former members of the CFR in his cabinet and administration, and he wouldn't have Anthony Fauci, a Satan worshiper, leading the charge of this. He would have fired them all a long time ago. Um, you know, I, I think back to his campaign when he was getting people to chant almost in a weird way, you know, lock her up, lock her up, and <laughs> promising to, to throw the book at all these people. And he's done none of that. He's done none of that. Nobody yeah. got arrested. Nobody's been outed. And so, but the, the one single smoking gun to me is the fact that he's pushing this vaccine and giving billions of dollars to Operation Warp Speed, uh, you know, companies, uh, and, and that he put, for example, the, the leader of Operation Warp Speed, is, uh, you know, and, well, first of all, his health and human services guy is Alex Azar, hmm. uh, CFR guy and former lead uh, guy in charge of the U.S. operations of Eli Lilly, a big pharma group that, that put out uh, the, all the psychiatric psychotropic drugs like, um, uh, oh, what is it, um, uh, the ones that, that they used in MK Ultra, uh, you know, all, all of these different ones that they give to people that have mental illness yes. that are very yes. dangerous. Uh, Prozac was the one I was trying to think of. So, okay. so anyway, uh, don't, I, I tell people don't take it. Absolutely don't take it. I would sooner die than take it. It's going wow. to be harmful. It's going to track you. It is something, there's a line. I might wear a mask if I have to, just for the sake of convenience uh, and not causing a scene now and then, although more and more I'm not doing it because it's so dangerous. But I will not, nor will my family, take the COVID vaccine. It is not uh, healthy at all. Those are some of the strongest words that I've heard. And um, I, I thank you for clarifying that, for sharing that, JB. Uh, is there information that someone can get on vaccines that you know of that obviously is not being out there in the media if people could uh, look that up or contact you? 
Yeah, I would start with, and again, I'm not. This isn't just self promotion. It's just the most convenient thing to say. I would start with <laughs> session eight of Spirit of the Antichrist because okay. that's going to give you a ton of data, facts, screenshots, things that you can then go and research. Um, I also have a separate thing. It's not public on YouTube because I don't want them to shut me down. But it's a 35 minute presentation on the control of virus scandemic, mm. in, in which I go into even more detail about the vaccine. Um, and how they use the enzyme luciferase that, and the delivery system was based, this is from an MIT article that was based on venomous snake fangs. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. MIT got the idea from looking at, you know, the fangs of snakes of how to, 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 you know, implant this chip in your skin. Um, so it's, it's not healthy. And if you understand big pharma, and the agenda there, which is part of the eugenics agenda, mm-hmm. you know that should give you pause. But don't just take my word for it. I, I appreciate your response there that these are these are strong words, and yeah. they are. But people are going to be forced to make a decision very soon, and now is the time to look into it and do the research. Amen. And that's a great encouragement for us. Do the research, and as you said earlier in the podcast, we've got to be more prepared as Christians, knowing what the Bible teaches, and then discerning what's happening in our culture. J.B. Hickson, thank you so much. What a fascinating hour for me, and I'm sure our listeners as well. God bless you, brother. Hey, thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. All right, talk to you soon. All right, when we come back, we'll let you know who's our guest tomorrow, and we'll look at next week on Stand Up For The Truth. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up for the Truth. Oh, my goodness. First of all, I'll tease you ahead to Monday. We're having a young pastor back in studio. Eric Jackson will be back with us, author of the book Feral Christian. Tomorrow, we're blessed to have Patrick Wood back with us. Technocracy News and Trends. And, uh, man, he's, he's got so much going on. He's also in this movement on the religious freedom front and the whole mask uh, mandate, things like that. And he's also uh, part of so many different uh, organizations. Um, but anyway, we'll let him share what he has been doing and trying to raise awareness to Christians about the freedoms that we do have and uh, citizens for free speech. So we'll, censorship, that's going to be an issue we'll talk about tomorrow technocracy with Patrick Wood. What a blessing it is to hear from some of these men of God and uh, so much wisdom and a wealth of knowledge out there. I learn something every day. It's a blessing to be able to have these men on. So thank you for listening. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.